0: Sing honor, strength, and power. Yours alone now and
1: forever. Love, this world could never stop. There is no one like our
0: God, reaching down to touch the broken. Welcome to Planting Freedom. This is the place where you'll get to journey with a small group of people from Northport, Alabama. This group is a part of a team that is working together towards a common goal. Now, while our ultimate goal may be the same, we're all very different. We have different personalities, different jobs, and we're all at different stages in our lives. But here, you'll get to hear some of our hopes and dreams, some of our fears, some of our triumphs, but most importantly, you'll get to hear our hearts. My hope and prayer is that through this podcast, you'll be able to journey with us as we seek God's direction in pursuing our ultimate goal together. And angels watch and wonder on that day when time is over. Every heart at last proclaim, 'What is your name?' Oh God, the glory is What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Planting Freedom. I am Chris Parker. Again, you heard my story on episode number two. Uh, This week, you're going to get to hear from one of our plant team members, Lindsay Thomas. You'll get to hear um, more of her story, um, who she is, things that she likes, uh, things that she enjoys. You'll get to hear how God has intervened in her life and sort of brought her on this journey to church planting and what that's looked like for her. And so let's bring Lindsay in. You'll get to hear like I said, about what makes Lindsay Thomas, Lindsay Thomas. So, Lindsay, welcome. Tell us a little about yourself, a little about who you are, where you come from, uh, and just tell us like some things that you like to do. Just let us get to know you a little bit.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm coming to you from Northport, where it is currently um, a thunderstorm. (laughs) So I'm not in a bowling alley. If you hear anything in the background, um, it is just a whole bunch of thunder. I don't even think it's raining. So I am currently living in Northport, um, and I have been here since my senior year of college, or in the Tuscaloosa or Northport area. Um, before that, I grew up just south of Tuscaloosa in a little small town called Greensboro, Alabama. It's about forty-five minutes south um, of Tuscaloosa, and. Those are the only two places I've ever lived. Um, I like to travel a pretty good bit, so I've been to other places, but that's really the areas that I call home. If you were sitting here with me today, you would have a glass of sweet tea, and we would just talk for a really long time. As far as what makes me tick, uh, usually as long as I'm around my people, I'm a pretty happy camper. Except for if um, there's something scary, I don't really do scary things very well. <laughs> um, those are those are stories that will remain nameless. Um, again, but other than that, I really like doing DIY projects. Um, any craft store or anything that has been well loved in the past that I can sort of um, make new. Those things I really like to put my hands-on and, and do some cool projects with those.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that DIY creative side is going to benefit the church plant one day. i like to do those things, too. So maybe we can put our creative minds together and make something special yes, on a yes. limited church plant budget.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that's going to be key in a limited church plant budget.
0: So that that's what you like to do in your spare time. You like to hang out with, with your people, with your friends, your family. Uh, you like... Yes. DIY projects, you like sweet tea, um, you <laughs> like humidity because the humidity is not as bad out west. And I'm only um, a weekend, no. but it's pretty good.
1: I feel like you're just taking a shower all over again whenever you walk outside here in Alabama. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I am looking forward to not so much humidity. I do know that it's just going to be hot wherever we go. Um, so I'm just trying to prepare myself for that, and I'm trying not to complain at all here that it's hot, because it's just <laughs> going to be hot there too. <laughs> I'm just yeah. To there, be, there's
0: no escaping it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So, uh, Lindsay, tell tell all of our listeners what do you do for work? What, what do you do um, to make a living?
1: Well, um, that's recently changed. Um, so, originally, uh, like I said, grew up in Greensboro, um, was there forever. Small little town graduating class less than 100 started off at Shelton State which is a community college here um, which come to find out was a really good move because I would not have been here uh, today if it wouldn't have been for friendships that I made there um, but because of a friendship that I made there I found a roommate for my senior year of college so I made the move up um, and have been here ever since and so A week after I graduated college, I started working, um, well, I guess before that, I transferred to the University of Alabama, uh, completed my degree in human development and family studies there, and then a week later started working there as well um, at the Center for Ethics and Social Responsibility. Basically, we had a nonprofit that worked through our office where we did vision screenings for kids, and then in the spring, uh, we would prepare tax returns for Um, families across the state, and it's just sort of grown over the past uh, 10 years and including multiple states. And then we also were the service learning clearinghouse for the university. So any courses um, that had to do with service, we sort of had a hand in that. Um, So a great first job for me um, out of college and um, met so many great people um, who were doing some great things. Then Everything happened with a church plant, and those decisions came, so it came time for me to let them know that I would no longer be there, um, pending a move that was coming, what I thought was the end of May. Um, So back before I left for Thanksgiving, I told my boss there that I would be moving um, in May and would be leaving.
0: Let me ask you a question, though, about that, because that's what's so interesting about the way that God has sort of set up this whole church plant team is that the things you were doing at your job, a job that you'd been at for a long time and a job that you enjoyed and you were good at, you take that job and you say, okay, I have to quit here in order to go and do this kingdom work. Mm -hmm. Like, was that hard? Was it hard for you to get to that point of, you know, because what you were doing there, although there were great things, you know, in the community, you were changing lives because of what you were doing at your job. So how do you how do you reconcile? How do you make sense of I'm going to quit this to go and do that? And, and again, this is just a sidebar, because in a second, I want you to get to, you know, what you're doing now for work, which is. A crazy God thing that I know you're going to talk about, but how did you get to that point of, of sort of reckoning of, I've got to quit this in order to, this is more important. Like planting in church is more important than this awesome job that I have.
1: Right. Um, well, I don't know that I did it the right way, if there is a right way, <laughs> but I think ultimately it was all the Lord's hand and everything. If you would have asked me, Three years ago, if I would have ever quit a job at a major university where I had a decent salary, I'd been there, I knew what I was doing, where I had great benefits, I had retirement package, you know, everything that you want in a job. What I'm seeing on this side of it is it it really was just the Lord's timing. Um, yeah. I had great friends there. And even three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, I don't think I would have been able to say goodbye. I just wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. I was so passionate about everything that I was doing and my best friends were my coworkers, and and I was involved in their lives. They were involved in my life and I, it just would have been incredibly, incredibly difficult to walk away from that. And then years ago, when the Lord really started working on my heart and even before uh, church planting was a thing in my mind, he was telling me something's coming, something's coming. And I just felt that way over and over in my spirit. And I remember telling certain friends, I know something's around the corner. I just don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And then things started changing there. And I just was not satisfied in the way that I had been satisfied. And yeah. on this on this side of it, I know that it was just the Lord's goodness. In that, although it was like really hard living through it, um, sure. I think it was Him saying, "I've got to sever that tie some sort of way, or you're never going to walk away." Yeah, um, which you know probably someone with a little more faith would have been able to sever it a little bit easier, but that was hard. Um, that was one of the harder steps. And then, you know, dealing with everyone who knows you and are like, you're going to do what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so those were also questions that, you know, once you get your feet sort of on solid ground and I was thinking, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Then, then come all of the questions from every direction. Um, repeating over and over again I don't really understand you know so what are you going to do next and the ultimately the answer is I don't know um which for someone who is a professional is not really what you want to hear so yeah for um, most
0: people that's not an acceptable answer I don't know you know I mean that's the well so okay but before you get into what you're doing now because I happen to know what you do now um (laughs) but but before you get into that Why don't you tell us a little bit, because it'll make more sense of why you're doing what you're doing. Now, if you tell us a little about how you ended up as a part of this plant team, you know, you talked about this stirring in your heart, this stirring in your spirit, where you knew that there was something greater about to happen, like God was up to something in your life. Can you walk us through where that started, like where that began and sort of what that looked like for you? And and I think that'll lead in, in well to the door that God has opened up for you now with what you're doing, and I'm not gonna spoil it and give it away. I'm gonna let you give it away. But it's been really <laughs> awesome to see God sort of work this out. And so can you walk yeah. us through a little bit of what it looked like for you to become a member of this plant team?
1: Well, I mean, ultimately I could go really far back. <laughs> you know, I was I grew up in a small town and went to the same church my entire life. And I was saved when I was twelve, um, baptized on an Easter Sunday literally was there every time the doors were open. It was church then and it still is. Just my safe place. It's a second home for me. Yeah. Um not that home was bad or anything like that. It was great. But it was just another place. It was just an extension of my home for me. And it always right. has been. Which I'm super thankful for. Um grew up, you know, doing all the things, always loving different programs like GAs and I grew up going on different mission projects. Um, so s- s- the concept of service and like servant leadership, I-, I mean, I wrote a paper on servant leadership in college and like got a scholarship. for You know, those, those things were ideals that were very important to me from a very, very early age. Um sure. and something that I've always um, sort of been ingrained in me. And like most people, you know, in in college was not my best years Um, and just sit in my life and just not the way that I should have been living. Um, Yeah. And after several years of work, like working through that, of what it looks like after you have come to a head with the sin in your life, what does it look like for God to restore me? What does Mm. it look like for you to have nothing left but God's grace? And like, what do I do with that now? Like, because then it became a point of it wasn't just a head knowledge anymore. Like, it was a complete heart knowledge. And I almost had to relearn some things after that stage of life and relearning took me years. <laughs> um mm. and those years were roller coaster years. There were there were highs where I was doing things, you know, that I knew the Lord wanted me to, but then there were lows too of where I knew that just something wasn't right. Yeah. Um and so uh, I mean literally years. <laughs> um which makes me sad at this point, but um, again, all in the Lord's timing, um, ab- about three years ago, I took the first mission trip that I'd been on as an adult and the first mission trip, not a part of my home church. So as a part of Northmore Baptist, um, okay. and it was a random, it wasn't random. It was totally God ordained. But at the time, it was random to me that I was going on what they call the Kentucky Family Mission Trip. So I'm single, um, and <laughs> I, like, don't even have a dog that I could have taken with me to claim as my family. Right. Um, and so I had originally... You just, you, it was a church family trip, right? <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Um, so families from our church take their entire family, kids, small kids, up through, you know, teenagers or college-age kids and um, parents go and you just sort of live through this week of being on mission as a family. Yeah. Um, and you interact with everyone. It's not like you only do certain things with your family, but there is an emphasis on the family part. So right. why in the world would a single person, not that I'm not a family, but it, it's just a little bit more absurd uh, for me to go on that. To yes. you,
0: it may be absurd, but what God did, yeah, totally exactly. awesome, right?
1: Exactly. Um, so I originally wanted to go on a trip with our college group or was in, and was encouraged to go um, to Puerto Rico. And I didn't know our college uh, leader at that point in time, Jared Case. I didn't know him. Um, but I remember he's just... okay. While, I mean, yeah. he's all right. <laughs> Shout out to Jared. Um, so I went up to him and... I remember feeling really weird and being like, hey, I want to go to Puerto Rico. I talked to you about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, he literally, I remember him looking at me and being like, what's your name again? Um, <laughs> which is funny now, um, as you'll see later in this story. Um, yeah. But um, he had literally ordered plane tickets for Puerto Rico the day before. So that was shut down, completely yeah. shut down. Um, but I knew that, like, I needed to do something. And so the Kentucky family mission trip was an option, and somebody just said, "Just ask if you can go on that. Like it's it's not a big deal." Um, and so I did, and they were like, "Yeah, you can go. Just pay your money, you know." Um, and there hey, was hey, people
0: let you do anything with some money. Now. <laughs>
1: Well, and there was... Money talks. Yeah, exactly. Um, No, there was a really sweet woman, um, Melissa Jacobs, who so kindly let me be her family that week. None of her kids or her husband was going this year. She was also going by herself. So she said, you can be my family for the week, which now that was just like such a gift from the Lord, um, spending that week there with her and everyone. Um, so we went, uh, it was, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, it had been a time where I knew something was going to change, but I didn't know what, and I was just struggling. Uh, if you, were struggling you were struggling,
0: you were seeking. I mean, you were looking yes. to God and saying, okay, God, what is next? And I'll try anything to find it.
1: Right, right. Um, and so I went on this trip, and not what you think of, mission trip was or what I'd been on it wasn't extremely scheduled it was very very much more laid back which gave us time to do a lot of just spending time with each other and so one of the things that Melissa and I did together every morning we would get up pretty early um, and go for a walk around the small town that we were in in Kentucky Um, and there there is For everyone who's been on this trip, they know what bench I'm talking about. But there is a bench on this walking trail um, that has been many, many prayers have been said on this bench. And many, many tears have been shed on this bench in prayer. Um, But we would stop every morning and we would pray. And it was such a special time. And I not only got to see the power of prayer, but Melissa led me so well in praying for others and praying for myself. And that whole week, what started in prayer every morning throughout the day was just the Lord impressing on me that I had to let, I had to get him out of the box that I had put him in. Mm. And not that I didn't believe that he could do whatever he wanted to do, but as long as I kept him in that box... I would feel limited, and I would not live in what he had promised was an abundant life. Like, I just wouldn't. Mm. And it took being away, being unplugged. This is also a small little town where there is, you you know, you stand up on a hill, and you hold your phone up trying to find cell service. So you really are just, you are there, and you are, you're just, your attention is not divided. Right. And you're around people, missionaries, who live on faith. Like, they are doing the hard work. Um, and you hear their stories of God's faithfulness in their life, and there's no way that you can walk away not changed. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that just overwhelmingly, the same thing over and over and over again is stop putting me in a box, stop putting me in a box, stop putting me in a box. And... On the way home, I remember telling Melissa, I know that there's something else. I don't think I'm supposed to be where I am for the rest of my life. But I had no idea what that looked like. Uh, so
0: so that, that, was your t- that was your takeaway from the Kentucky mission trip with that time and sort of solitude and prayer, just spending time with the Lord um, and mm-hmm. even Melissa, and, and she is a godly woman. I, I love mm-hmm. the Jacobs, Melissa and Terry Jacobs. Um, incredible, incredible people, followers of Jesus, devout followers of Jesus. I don't think I've ever seen either one of them without a smile on their face and just a warm gesture. They're those kind of people you walk up to and you feel like you've known them forever, you know? They just have this look about them like, hey, I can be your best friend right now. You know what I mean? They're just those people. And so your takeaway from that trip and time with Melissa and time with God was, hey, God, I, I'm gonna take you out of the box, and I'm gonna look at life from a different perspective. I'm gonna look at you from a different, from a bigger perspective. Although I don't know what that is, that's what that's what I'm gonna do. Am I understanding correctly? Absolutely. I love it. Um,
1: so, but still, like, not really knowing what that looked like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, do I? Was it Kentucky? You know, am I supposed to be going back to Kentucky and and doing this thing? Is it? Is it foreign missions? Is it is it really just taking them outside of the box here? Yeah. in um, Northport, I, I really had no idea. I just I just knew that I couldn't keep doing what I was always doing. Yeah. Um, or I would get the same result that I'd always gotten.
0: So, given what you learned or what God showed you in Kentucky, uh, what was next? Like you knew there was something else. So when you got back home. Um, at what point did you begin to understand what it was that God was calling you to? So you obviously, you obviously took God out of that box, but how did you come to know, Hey, I'm supposed to go and plant a church?
1: Well, I wish I could say it happened overnight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't we all though? Oh, uh, Absolutely. Um, so I spent the next year um, being like, do what, what are you saying? And, Honestly, if I'm being 100% honest, which I want to be, um, half, of my, <laughs> half of my time was spent praying, Lord, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me yeah. to go? But only half of it. Because the other half, my heart was still here, and I was like, Lord, like, give me a husband. Give me a family. Mm-hmm. Give me all the boxes that I was supposed to have checked off my list, um, yeah. and then I'll go. And I was just... My heart was divided, mm. um, so I spent the next year doing that. And the opportunity came up this year, um, or the next year, to go to Kentucky again. But this time, I was also going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> and so you, you got
0: to you got to Jared in time.
1: <laughs> I did. I got to him in time <laughs> that time, and um, but still not really knowing anyone in the college ministry. Just being like, I want to do this this mission serve trip. Um, just because of what they were doing. And, right. um, so I like get all my prayer warriors and I like write them out and I'm just praying it up. They're praying me up. Um, this was going to be like pretty much a two week mission trip for me, a week in Kentucky, six hours home, another week in Puerto Rico. And so
0: serving Jesus ain't easy sometimes ain't for the <laughs> weary.
1: Well, it was, it was exhilarating on this side of it, but, um, so I go to Kentucky and I'm just expecting to hear, you know, right out of the gate. The first year I'd heard things very, very clearly. So I was expecting that again and then go a whole week in Kentucky. And it was, I felt like I heard zero, zero. Mm. And so that'll bless your heart, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. And I was just like, well, maybe I've missed it this whole year. Maybe he wasn't really talking to me.
0: Mm.
1: And I remember coming home, and I had, at this point in time, uh, you had made it uh, to Northport, and you were leading our portion of the Puerto Rico trip. And so I had texted you um, at some point, I think, on my drive home <laughs> from Kentucky, by the way, do we need any cash? Um <laughs> <laughs> Mike should have figured that out before I left. Now, now I, I,
0: I had only been at Northport at this point about six months. So right. you and I didn't really know each other. I mean, we knew no. who each other were because we had, like, informational meetings. But other than yeah. that, we were just sort of acquaintances.
1: Right. And so I would just, and I remember being like, oh, is it, like, too late? He's going to think I'm an idiot because I'm waiting to this point to ask this question. Um <laughs> But I did, and so I figured out, well, I probably need some cash. And so I get back, and it's late at night, and I'm driving to the ATM, and I remember praying in my car. I was just like, Lord, how did I miss that? Like, how have I gotten this far, and I haven't seen anything? Like, I was expecting big things Mm -hmm. in Kentucky, and I didn't hear a thing. Um, And while I was in Kentucky, uh, my obsession with need to breathe – um, they had re- released a new album, and but because I had a horrible service, it didn't download. Um, but about the time in my car that I'm driving to the ATM, it had finished downloading. And so I'm listening as I'm riding and I'm praying. And all at once, the most audibly that I have heard the Lord speak to me. I heard him say, as their testify song was playing in the background. I heard him say, are you going to follow me? Are you going to serve me? Are you going to stay here and have all your checkboxes met?
0: Hmm.
1: Like, that's it. Like, that's the only thing that I'm asking you to do. The only thing I'm asking you to do is to go and testify to my name. Hmm. I'm not asking you to worry about anything else. And that's, I mean, I almost had to pull over on the side of the road because I was just crying so yeah. much because I knew that it had to be a 100% surrender at that point in time. Um, and so right then and there, I mean, I can take you to the, the exact spot um, now. Um, I said, okay. And I said, I'll do it, um, hmm. which is scary. Um, and then, you know, left for Puerto Rico the next day with a bunch of people I didn't know who are now, again, like second family and some of my best friends. Yeah. Um, and while I was there was on a team and even still I was like I, I don't really know how the conversation in my spirit with the Lord started happening about church plant other than it was just him and He and I, I'm a good southern girl like I don't invite myself to do things and so I remember laying on my cot in Puerto Rico that first year mm. and I'm like and I, and I straight up said like, in my spirit to the Lord, I am not going on this church plant. No one has asked me to go on this church plant, and I don't invite myself to do things. <laughs> like, the, like, like, the Lord, I'm sure he did chuckle, uh, you know, at me. But um, literally, that the next day, uh, we had um, a worship service. And after that, you came up to me and said, I want you to seriously pray about going on the church plan. And I was like, okay, well, um, (laughs) (laughs) Lord, I wasn't expecting you to answer that quickly. um, But, okay, so I'm at least going to, like, entertain this and, like, think through and pray through what's going to, like, is this it? Uh, Is this what I've been, you know, the past two years have been about?
0: But that's a cool thing, too. Like, I did not know that all of that had happened in Kentucky the year before, nor did I know that the week before we were in Puerto Rico together that you really felt like, okay, have I missed this? I mean, God, what are you calling me to? also didn't know you in your spirit told God, hey, I'm not going on that church plan. I've not been invited. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Hey, I want you to bring about going." That's just a God thing, right? Like God just Absolutely. lays those things on our on our hearts.
1: Yes, yes, and I think it got to the point that for me, I started I started having all of these check boxes, it, just like the prayer of like, "If you want me to do this, you you've got to make this happen." And I and I mean, maybe this isn't biblical; it probably isn't. But um, even even now. I will I will pray par- prayers deep in my spirit but I won't write them out I won't speak them to anyone and I'm just like if this happens this is going to be you making this happen yeah. because I'm not I'm not in any way do I want it to be I'm making this happen on my own I want yeah. to know for sure that it was you and um I mean there are there are dozens more examples of where because let's face it i wasn't um, i wasn't going to let one instance be the the convic- the convincing factor you know like so right. i had to ask for several more confirmations after that mm-hmm. um and but every time he was he was faithful and we get back and i think in my heart i knew that this is it. That was what he had for me. Um, but I still didn't say anything to anyone for sure. Um, I was still being hesitant. Um, and I was like, well, we, you know, five church plants over ten years, maybe it's just not now. Yeah. Um, and you can go and Google how many times the word immediately are in the Bible, because I'm pretty sure I read every single one of them and just everyday <laughs> Bible study. <laughs> um, so it was pretty clear um, a few months after that trip that this was what it was going to be. Um, and although there are days that are hard, and there are days that I'm like, what am I doing? And there, there are nights spent on my couch sitting cross-legged, being like, I don't have a job, I don't have a house, You know, what am I doing with my life? I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. Um, Crying huge alligator tears. Um, He's always been faithful. He's always, always, always been faithful. And it has taken me going back and looking at these moments, like these very specific moments, um, sort of like Ebenezer Stone stacked up and being like, here's where you did this and here's where you did this, and here's where you did this, and, like, you're not going to quit doing it over and over and over again.
0: So I I know this about you because I've gotten to know you pretty well since that first Puerto Rico trip. We've done another (laughs) trip to Puerto Rico since then. And as of today's date, today's July the 6th, you leave tomorrow for Puerto Rico for the third year in a row.
1: Right, Um, right
0: on the 7th, so we'll be praying for you as you're gone there. Um, Thank you. But I, I, I want to get to a really neat part of your story because you talk about knowing that God was calling you to go as a part of this team mm-hmm. even before anybody said anything to you about it and before you told anyone that. You knew in your heart that God was saying, hey, this is what I've got for you. Um, and so you you end up, you talk about quitting your job, and you were done there at the University of Alabama with your position. That was a great job um, and a job that you enjoyed, um, but you had gotten to a season in your life where um, you just knew it was time, like you knew it was time for something else. So can you just can you briefly, because I don't want anyone to miss the way that God sort of ordained um, the last six months or so and how that's looked for you um, as far as jobs. So you knew you were quitting there, you thought we were all leaving in May to go to Buckeye, and I did too, but um, I'm in Las Vegas now, and I'm here right. until December, so the none of the plant team is in Buckeye, Arizona as of today. Um, there will be some there soon, but no one's there yet, and so now you have this, okay, I've quit my job, and I've got to figure out what I'm going to do to make money so that I can pay my bills until I move to Buckeye, where I then have to find another job again. So what, what has that looked like? What has God done in that area?
1: Well, and I think this goes back to really my first Puerto Rico trip. Like when I knew long, not long after that that the Lord was telling me yes, but before I said anything out loud to anyone, I just felt another stirring in my heart. And that's the only way I know how to describe it. I wish I could describe it better. Um, But there was this stirring or this thought that was like, I just said to the Lord, if this is not what I'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life, because here's the thing. There are lots of colleges and universities in Phoenix, Arizona. Lots of them. There are lots of job descriptions that could have been written for the job that I had at the university. Yeah. Um, but I said, again, in my spirit, if this is the time for me to change, I want to change now. And I didn't know what it looked like. Um, I didn't even know if he would answer it or how he would answer it. I didn't know he would answer it. I just didn't know how he would answer it. Um, yeah. That if it would be a change or if it would be the same. Um, and then... As time progressed, still not saying anything to anyone. People don't even know I'm going on the church plant. But me saying, I want to do something where I can be more creative. Um, mm. you use that part where it's not just me sitting behind a desk. Although that was rewarding in a sense, it wasn't everything that I think he uniquely created me for. And so I, I began praying that. And then once I told everyone... Um, sort of at the church, people started learning. Um, I had a small group, and so they asked me, you know, well, where should we start helping you look for jobs? Um, And how can we start praying for that for you? And I said, so then for the first time I said it out loud to them, I was like, well, I've just prayed that if this is the time for a job change, um, that you will make it happen. And uh, or that he will make it happen. And they were like, okay, well, we'll pray that with you. Still not saying anything about, you know, I wanted to do something that was more creative. Um, And it was still something in the back of my mind. It wasn't something that I can honestly say I prayed every single day. It was something that every few months there would just be another stirring, and I would just give it to the Lord and be like, I don't know why you're telling me this, but I feel like I need to ask it. Because if, hmm. if we don't even ask, how are you, you going to give it to us if we don't even ask for it? Right. Um, and I remember several times being like, I'm okay if you say no and you tell me that I need to stay here, but I also would really, really love it if you would give me something new. But month after month after month after month passed. Um, and what, two and a half years now have passed, yeah. close to two and a half. Um, and my time um, at the university was coming to an end. They knew I was leaving. I'd set my end date as May. And so I'm looking, and then everything changes with the plant team, with you, your move date, uh, the rest of the team's move date. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, literally, like, Lord, I'm going to be – um, I'm planning on selling my house. I am quitting my job. I have no new job in Buckeye. I have no new house in Buckeye. I'm literally going to be homeless and jobless. What is going on here? Um, yeah. And had sort of almost stopped praying that prayer because now I'm hitting the panic button. You know, like, now things are a little bit further than my hands could reach. And, like, it was going to have to be the Lord. Then, like, one day, uh, again, all in the Lord's timing— I was approached about being on staff at Northport Baptist for just a few months um, where I could do more with the social media team um, and then also work with the youth and children a little and then learn some things that we would be needing um, to know just from um, more of an administrative side for the plant. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where I held my breath for a really long time because I was like, "This is way too good to be true." Um, because it was it was what I knew that my heart like had been longing for, but that I didn't know that it was going to happen. And it was literally like seeing a two and a half year prayer being answered right in front of my eyes. Um, yeah. And it was just such such a sweet gift, Um, and it still is. And maybe the second or the third day of me being at the church, um, I got called in uh, by one of the ladies on staff, and she was putting me on the website. Um, And she was like, hey, what's your job title? And I was like, you know, I don't think we've even talked about that. (laughs) Um, And I said, I don't know. And so I went to one of the other ladies, um, and I was like, what's my job title? And she was like. I think I have you down as creative designer. And I think I remember going to the bathroom (laughs) right after that because I had tears in my eyes and I didn't want to see anyone see me crying. And um, that was the moment that I was full of just thanksgiving because Mm -hmm. I'd seen how good the Lord had been to me. Yeah. Um, And again, just another stone that I could stack on top of my tower and say, it may not happen overnight. It may take two and a half years (laughs) of you praying this prayer and having this desire, but knowing that, Hey, he's going to answer it. And it may not be, you have no idea what it may be, Um, but he's going to answer over and over again. Um, And just have to know that he's, he's good. And faithful
0: in whatever he decides. Mm, that's good. That's good. Look, but uh, before we go, if you can, in just about a minute or so, if you can tell us maybe um, some of your biggest fears or biggest question mark about this journey to Buckeye or when you get there, whatever it is, there's a fear or concern or question mark, um, just an area where the listeners can pray for you or people can lift you up. Um, if you could just say, hey, here's one thing that's really big, that's really weighing on me, and, and I could use prayer in this area, what, what would that be?
1: Well, I, I mean, I think the ultimate answer of that is anytime you think of me, pray for me because I need it. Um, <laughs> Come on, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, I mean, just like so many people, like I just, on the days when I feel 1,000% unqualified, Mm -hmm. And, um, like how lucky am I to be able to get to like go and join what God's already doing in a different part of the world? Like who am I to get to do that? Um, and so really fighting all of those thoughts and all of those feelings that come with just unworthiness and being unqualified, um, And just, like, here's the thing, not having a clue what I'm doing, like literally having to live by faith um, Mm. and not letting my sight get in the way of my faith. Um, Yeah. I heard someone talking about that the other day on a podcast, and I was like, ooh, I needed to hear that, but that was hard to hear. Because in the waiting, in those long times of when you are having to live on faith, the things that you can see that are getting in the way – um, are hard, that make it hard to to remember all of the times that he's been faithful and that he's going to be faithful again. So I'd say yeah. that. Just remembering, um, just that I would remember. Um, mm. And if I remember, then I'll know that I'm worthy because of Jesus. I'm mm. qualified because of Jesus. yeah, um, And that he has a job for me that he planned a long time ago for me to do.
0: Absolutely. Well, I will ask um, the listeners and and I myself, uh, I will pray for you and I'll ask our listeners to pray for you in that area, that area of, um, you know, just just peace from the Lord, just peace that that you're doing what he has called you to do and peace that he has it under control. And so whether or not we know all the answers, um, he's still good. He is still God. And it's going to work out. It's going to be good. It's going to be for your good, for my good, and for his glory. So amen to that. Lindsay, thank you yes. so much for sharing your story. Um, thank you for I letting appreciate me it. Be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome to hear what God has done in your life. Um, so keep in touch. Keep up with the podcast. If you've not already, hit subscribe. Be on the lookout for episode number four. It'll come out in about two weeks. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. God bless you. We love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye,
1: guys. Thank okay. you.